Well, we are trying to pick up the pieces from the first weekend of college football season. Picking up the pieces. Oh, I don't know. Holiday, Are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Holiday weekend killed us. Uh, back for another episode of After the Few podcast. Uh, we got Justin Kinner back in the crib. We got Grady. We got Grady versus our uh, women uh, NFL pick'em. Uh-oh. That's going to be a 17-week-long uh, pick'em. Also, uh, Would You Rather coming up. Tons of topics to touch on. We got the Oklahoma-Ohio State game in Columbus this weekend. So, I mean, just get yourself a cold beer. We got some already. Yeah, we got plenty. Uh, leave your, leave the kid with your wife. Buckle up. Or I mean, like I said, we're bringing it tonight. Here we go. Here we go. How ridiculous. This guy's serious right now. A little incoherent. What's happening? Throwing bangers out. OH! Oh, 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 oh. oh God, here we go. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off. This is just me awfully ticked already. Just, just not happy. So, what else is new? Yeah, what else is new? College football, stupid places an emphasis on sideline infractions. Uh, and, of course, I, pl- I place a, a decent-sized bet on this uh, West Virginia-Virginia Vir- uh, Tech game. So, uh, West Virginia, this Dana Holgerson, I mean, he's been there for, what, seven, eight years. You know, he, he, cost, me, he cost me money. He cost me money. I bet on uh, West Virginia to win straight up. He, he Wait, he cost you money. Yeah, he cost me money, and I'm, I'm going to let you know right now why. Okay, please so, continue. So Mountaineers uh, get a first down inside the uh, Virginia Tech twenty, maybe driving for they're they're driving to tie. Uh, West Virginia called for a holding penalty. You know, I'll take ten yards. So, well, so they're they're down a touchdown at this point. Yeah, they're down a touchdown, but they're driving. Okay. You know, they're on the thirty minimum with the holding penalty. Bring them back. Right. Uh, so their coach goes out there, gets a fifteen yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. You know, this guy has a reputation anyway for being a hothead, which it really ticks me off. Like, what do you do? Talk about the ref's mom or what? Something. I mean, it, it must have been. It's really. So now instead of uh, West Virginia first and first and 10 on the 20 yard line, we got uh, first or we got what? What do we got? Third and 27. They're now they're out of field goal range. Their kicker's terrible. Um Penalty hurt the team, hurt my bet, took him out of scoring range. So my 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 rant is it, this is the conclusion. If if West Virginia doesn't fire Dana Holgerson and give me my money back, I'm gonna protest. You know, I, I what what kind of what kind of protest are we are we I'm talking kneeling, here? Are you but, gonna demonstrate? Uh, what what are you gonna do? Walk around West Virginia's campus naked until they give you your money, or or what? What kind of protest are we talking here? No, but I'd probably no. be the best. Best looking guy at that West Virginia camp. <laughs> oh, those guys. Low blow. Yeah. Low care. blow. Don't care. Yeah, you're just mad because you lost money. Yeah. It was kind of stupid. So let's go ahead, Dana Holgerson. You are also our dumbass of yeah, the week. Might as well make him that because congratulations. I, I'm, I'm ticked. <laughs> I'm upset. You know, it wasn't that. I, I mean, I don't really care about the losing. Now, now we that know. Talking- we know. You just care about yourself. You just want them. To put on a good show, and you don't want him to lose you your money. Is that about right? That's that's exactly right. Thank See, you. We, Thank we, you for clearing that up. We got it. We got it. <laughs> oh, God. 
So I want to throw out a quick pre-would-you-rather-ish segment. I like it. We're going to talk about uh, Kirk Cousins. So his wife, as you may or may not know, is expecting any day now with uh. their child, a little Kirky, coming into the family. Kirky! And he has stated that no matter when that happens, uh, it's supposed to be within the next couple of weeks, I believe, that he is going to be playing football and he will be at the hospital as soon as he can. My question to you, Barry, is would would your wife be okay with that? And would you or would you not? How would you handle that situation? Um, First off, if I'm making millions of dollars, my wife better be okay with that. <laughs> That's the first thing. Second thing is... um. If if it was preseason football and my wife was in labor, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to the game. I'm well, going, that's fair. I'm no, we're talking about regular, yeah. regular season. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really know how to answer that, but I, I really think. Uh, it's my, simple, yes or no. Is your wife going to be really pissed at you? I think she would understand. You think she would understand? Yeah, I think she's really understanding. I think she would understand that uh, this this game that I do play, it's a game. But this is also my career, so I'm making a million dollars playing one game, and it's going to uh, affect this child's life. Like, I want a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I take your point, and she, and he has stated that his wife has been supportive of this decision. So there's no yeah. I mean, she's no not going to be happy. There. She why why would she be happy that this is the situation they're in? But also, you are the morons that decided to. Uh, conceive a baby nine months ago and uh, so time it about the worst possible timing so of you're all time they should have better planning yes plan better <laughs> dude my wife is trying to plan a pregnancy around summer break because she's a teacher so she wants to like okay then i get three months off and then i get um the extra three months and then and then we can do the holiday i'm just like oh my Stop. So so we're talking if that's true, then we're talking about this time of year. No, Scott, next subject. <laughs> Stop. All right, fair enough. Jesus <laughs> Moses. Next segment. Next segment is gonna be uh we're gonna introduce this. It's a little toot it and boot it. Uh so you toot it if you like it, you boot it if you hate it. I'm gonna go ahead and ask the first one. Indians August record. They're what, 13 in a row? 13 in a row uh, going into tonight, and game starts in about 10 minutes, so hopefully we'll make it 14. I'm going to toot it. The Indians are firing on all cylinders right now. I hate the toot. You can't, you, can't, you can't beat them. I mean, you cannot argue with their record as of late. They've just been coming on uh, strong, first in the ALCS, and we're going in strong into the playoff pictures. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toot it all the way. Yeah, I just bet $30 against them, so hopefully they win. I can, like, triple my money. Uh, the White Sox are so bad. It's unbelievable. Wait, you bet for or against the Indians? Well, I bet for them to lose. So if the White Sox win, you know, it's a sizable win. For well, me. good luck with it. Why won't you? You should just give me these bets. I'll give you better odds. Uh, I don't think you will. <laughs> Probably not. Anyway. Uh, all right, Tudor to boot it. Uh, number two, uh, Broncos. Brock Os- Osweiler is headed back there. Tudor to boot it. Uh, I'm going to toot it, mildly boot it, but I'm going to definitely toot it because uh, 
we definitely left your team, the Browns, with the hefty price tag. So they got to pay him all the money. There, what is it? Fifteen point six million. Fifteen point something. Yeah. And then uh, Broncos are going to go ahead and get him for uh, about seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. The veteran. The veteran minimum. minimum. Yeah. So he's still raking it in the dough. He's our second-string quarterback. So you know, Simeon gets hurt. Osweiler comes in. I'm good with that. He knows the system. He how knows how the good offense. do you think Simeon is? Anyway, I mean. He's the best we got. Paxton Lynch was a bust, and I don't think that's he's ever, fair. I don't think he's ever going to turn out. But I mean, what what are you going to get? Who are you going to trade for? Blake Bortles, maybe Chad Henney. <laughs> no, I think Sean Kaiser, I, <laughs> hey, Cody no. Kessler. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I by the exactly. end of the season, I don't know. We'll probably it, it doesn't really matter. I don't think the Broncos can win their division. I think. Uh, I really think well, they're rebuilding. You know, Peyton's left them a huge. Yeah, but hole. I mean, I think the Raiders are going to be too much this year. But we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I I don't know if you even seen this UCLA's comeback over Texas A and M. They're down forty four to ten in the third quarter. They come back and win forty five to forty four in one of the craziest. I mean, it was the craziest game that happened this weekend. But uh, first. First weekend of college football, how awesome. You tooting it or booting it? I'm going to toot it. I mean, this is just what college football is all about. Uh, crazy games like this, upsets, comebacks, everything. It's everything that I love about college football, and I'm going to toot it all the way. It's just a uh, story of how you cannot get complacent no matter how big your lead is coming out of the half, you know, in the, in the third quarter. You're never safe, and especially week one of college football, you got all the juices flowing, all the engines firing, everybody's fired up. I'm gonna toot it all the way. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toot that. Just, I, I like your answer. I really appreciate your answer there. I'm tooting it just because uh, UCLA's coach under fire, uh, Texas A&M coach under fire. Texas A&M coach looked like he was keeping his job the first half. UCLA coach looking like he's losing his job, and then it's a total flip flop. You 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 know you come he back totally down, redeemed yeah, himself. You come back down thirty four points and win. Josh Rosen, he's supposed to be one of the top three players in uh, this coming NFL draft quarterback. You know, I I didn't see like I I seen like NFL potential, but he threw some terrible balls that got lucky. And I mean, let, let's just move on with that. <laughs> come on. All right. Uh, Alabama after game one, toot them or boot them? Well, I bet they have a farm on them this weekend. One, I, I'm tooting it. They are nasty. I do not want Ohio State to play them anytime in the near future. I will. Uh, I want the Buckeyes to mature before we even settle on that. I think the SEC is terrible. I watched a bunch of SEC games this weekend. Um, you know, Texas A&M. They they just gave they they blew it. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that uh, anybody is gonna in the SEC can touch them, so I'm tooting it. Yeah, I'm gonna toot them as well for the same reasons that you've stated. Basically, I don't, I don't think they have any real competition in the SEC as of right now, and it's the first week. You know, I think they have a lot, a long ways to go, and I think they're gonna have to stay strong throughout the season. However, they've had a reputation doing so, and I, I agree. I would not feel good about them facing off against Ohio State right now. Uh, they're a little more put together. We've got a little bit more to figure out. Yeah, I don't like I don't I don't like uh they're they're pretty scary. I, they look they looked way too good for me. Um Ohio State covering the minus seven spread. Tooting it or booting it? I'm gonna toot it. I really am. I think we're gonna make some adjustments this week from last week. We looked a little shaky, first half especially 
Uh, then we kind of got it together towards the end. I think you're going to see a little bit more cohesiveness, um, hopefully with the receiving core, uh, a little bit better communication, and I think they're going to easily cover the spread. I think they're going to win by by two touchdowns. I I like it. I need to see our defensive backs show up. Baker Mayfield is the real deal. Um, he's he's a lot he's a lot better than last week's quarterback. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I so, 100% and, agree. I mean, and their receivers. I mean, Indiana's receivers were really, really good, but Oklahoma's got to get – they've got to be recruiting better receivers in Indiana. So I, I'm going to – You would think. I, But, hey, don't I, discount – I'm scared about that. I'm scared about don't that. Don't discount but. their number one receiver, though, because he, he is good. Moving on, last question. Uh, what's Grady's chances of getting a number this weekend? I think that they are – Good. I think Grady is going to. Oh my! I think Grady's. I think Grady's going to get a number this weekend. I. I now whether or not it's her actual number, I'm not going to say. But I think that someone is going to give him a number of some kind this weekend. Speaking of Grady, let's get him on the let's phone. Get let's get him on the horn. He, let's see what he has to say about. Let's this. get him on the horn. All right. So we did get Grady on the phone here. Uh, Grady, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Amazing hump day drinking drinking beers on hump day. You can't ask for any better than that. Yeah, I got bush light. Scott's got. Oh my gosh! I wish I had one. Seriously. Yeah, and uh, and uh, thank you for leaving all the bush light in my fridge because you're you're the host of the beer of the week for me. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm going a little classier this week. I got the Rheingeist uh, Crash Pale Ale. It's pretty pretty tasty. Okay. It's colorful. It is colorful. Well, let's uh let's get started with these questions. We got some we got some hot questions for you, and then we're gonna do a NFL pick 'em. And uh, I I think we're gonna go you versus our women. What do you th- what do you think about that, Scott? Uh, I think it's gonna be fun, and I am not counting our women out, nor am I discounting Grady's knowledge of the NFL. I'm just saying it's week one. Uh, Everybody's excited. Greatest fantasy happen. Greatest fantasy picks this past couple years have been questionable at best hey fantasy is a completely different thing but yeah i'll take that into consideration yeah (laughs) well all right let's get to the first question first question i got for you coming shooting how much would you sell your ticket for this weekend to the ohio state uh oklahoma game i know you got a ticket i know you're excited um i want to buy it one student ticket how much you selling it to me for i will sell you that ticket 400 bucks and i'll tell you why i'm selling it to you for 400 bucks because i am like in the low low level because i'm a senior now i got the status the rank four whatever you want to call it it's way low down by the field 400 bucks are you taking it no i'm not taking that 400 dollars. you know how much you paid for that game 35 yeah absolutely i know how much i paid for that i'm making a lot of money if i sell that ticket right now what is that like a thousand percent Markup? Yes. I mean, I, I got tuition to pay for here, Bob. If I can get every buck I can out of that ticket. But you're going, so we won't find out, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I don't think you're going. I'm to going. That. I'm going to the game, so my ticket's not on the market. Okay, fair enough. More important question. Over or under, we got you at uh, 0.5 girls' phone numbers this weekend. What are you taking? How many are you going to get? Uh... For me, uh, probably under. 
because I'm gonna be too drunk to get numbers. Plus, you, you can't know. get one number. Uh, do I have the ability to get more than or one number? Yes. Will I? Probably not. What's you got to have more confidence in that, Grady? I'm yeah. disappointed in you. And, and I, you know, know what? That's that's just ridiculous. Which leads me to my next question: Over or under ten beers before before the game starts? Pre-game. It's kind of directly oh. related to the yeah. previous question. Directly, directly related. <laughs> Actually, easily over ten before game starts. Over ten beers before the game starts. What time? What time's the game start? Game starts at uh, eight. Oh God, it's an eight o'clock start. Yeah. What time are you uh, starting Saturday? Uh, well, you can't day drink if you don't start before noon, or you can't drink all day if you don't start that. before noon. So probably like ten thirty, eleven a.m. Ten thirty, man. That's Those are the days. That's like the Olympics of your liver in college, right there. Oh. <laughs> it's got to be in shape. I don't know about all that, but whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so your beer consumption directly related to how many numbers you get. Well, you have to let us know. We want to know how many numbers you get and yeah, we're gonna uh, need, uh, how blacked out you get too. Yep, yeah, we're going to need that. Okay. We'll recap with you next week. Now, moving on, speaking of fantasy football, uh me and Scott play each other Tuddies versus Decker this week. Grady, I need a pick who you got. Uh I'm going to have to go with you just for the simple fact and I'm referring to Barry here. Just because That's... Edelman is done for the done for the season, and I think he would have yep. got got a good amount of points, especially the check yeah, down but... underneath routes and the PPR league that we're in. I just think uh, that's a hurdle Scott can't climb week one for for re- this matchup. I replaced him though. I replaced him though. Yeah, but you're not yeah. necessarily replacing his points. You're replacing him right. on your roster, but you're not really replacing the point. Yeah, I made a, I made a trade for Jamison Crowder. Is he going to be as good as Edelman? No, probably not, but I think he'll be comparable. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be really comparable. And like I said, a long, a lot of times, I think he's wide receiver number one, but I think it's going to take them a little bit to get in their groove. Um, who do the Eagles play this or who do the, the, the Redskins play Redskins, the Eagles? Eagles yep. Uh, I, I mean, whatever. I, I think Kirky's going to have like a, a good game, but, you know, I Grady, think no, gonna... no faith. I'm going to prove you wrong. I don't, I, I, I don't appreciate that. You know, I, I appreciate that, Grady. I am uh, projected to lose in the PPR or the whatever the pre rankings, but I mean, I listen to these morons on podcasts every day, and they're <laughs> terrible. Matthew Barry. I mean, I, I would love to get him on here and just rip him. He's a moron. Jeez. Well, like the thing, well, like the thing with the Redskins, Scott, with like you getting Jameson Crowder. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like the connection between Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed is so good. I understand Jordan Reed will probably play like a third of the games because they'll end up with like five concussions this year. But you have to—they added Terrell Pryor. They have—they have Garcon, right? Pierre Garcon. So no, he's I gone. Mean, they, he's gone. Oh, okay. They got well, they got Jameson Crowder. They got Terrell Pryor, and they got uh, who's their tight end? Jordan Reed, right? Yeah, Jordan Reed. That's all they got. Well, I mean, I I think that's a lot of passes, you know, that'll get dispersed to different guys. I just don't, I just don't see the Jameson Crowder thing like getting the points that you would need. Um, but I could be absolutely wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. Yeah. Well. Well, we will see. Again, I do not appreciate the lack of confidence, Barry. You're going to lose. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, speaking of fantasy, what do you think about your team's chances this this week? How's your uh, fantasy team looking for week one? Who you even play? Uh, I play Seth Litzenberg, 
And so far, I haven't even looked at my roster. I haven't oh looked at God. anything. And what are it you is, doing? Uh, great question. Um, you know what? I actually have a couple job interviews tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. I'm a little preoccupied, but you best believe by the time Sunday rolls around, I, I will have my roster ready to roll. I will be ready to go. It's, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday for me. I, I can't. I haven't looked at anything, but come Sunday, I will be ready to go. Well, one thing you can guarantee about Litz's team this year, uh, over the past like 12 years that I played fantasy football with him, his first or second round pick has torn his ACL every year. And then he's <laughs> cried true. He's cried and complained to me every year. He wants his money back. He, it's his bull crap. You know, I mean, dude just needs to suck it up. He, I mean, he thinks he's a good drafter, but they all tear their ACL. So how good can you be? Well, here's my issue with my roster this year is I feel like I have a pretty decent receiving core. Uh, and especially like on the bench, I have Kevin White for the, for the bears. But, um, how do I this? mute you? Kevin well, just, White. Listen, though, I've been getting some pretty appetizing trades because he's their number one, even though he hasn't proved himself. With uh, Meredith uh, going out with an ACL tear, he's now their number one, even though he has literally zero production in the NFL as of right now. He's their number one receiver. So that's all I'm going to say about that. He's on my bench, but I got Larry Fitzgerald in the flex. I've got. I don't even know. I haven't even freaking looked at my. I don't even remember my team, honestly. But you trust me. My my receivers are decent, but my running backs are trash. I don't have any good running back. Speaking of trash, let's get to your uh, NFL quick pickums of the week. You are going to go against our uh, Ashley and Ashley, the A A squared versus Grady. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to let you know a little rule we just came up with? Um, Anybody that picks a correct. Full week gets a uh, we'll, we'll buy you a case of beer. Uh, we're gonna okay. buy the girls a bottle of wine each if they do that. Uh, winner at the end uh, between you, them two, and you will get a prize. Um, oh, yep. yep. So we're gonna go quick hitter and uh, we're gonna try to keep this under like you know, like hey, I, a, I got a, a timer. Minute. I want, I want, uh, let's give them 90 seconds, minute and a half. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna half. read them off and I need an answer. And if you don't get to the end, if you don't, you better get to the end. That's all I got to say. All right, okay. I got your timer here. So here we go. We go in three, two, one. Thursday game, Patriots-Chiefs. Patriots. Uh, Jets versus the Bills. Bills. Eagles-Redskins. Redskins. Raiders-Titans. Raiders. Jaguars-Texans. Texans. Cardinals, Lions. Cardinals. Steelers, Browns. Steelers. Falcons, Bears. Falcons. Ravens, Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Bengals. Colts, Rams. Oh, Colts. Uh, you pick with your heart, Ooh. you idiot. Uh, Panthers, Niners. Panthers. 30 seconds. Seahawks, Packers. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks, huh? Uh, Giants, Cowboys. Cowboys. Saints, Vikings. Saints. 
And last game is Chargers-Broncos. Chargers. And right. time with 10 seconds to spare. Nice job, time. Grady. And I would do want to tell you right quick off the top. Um, one, two, three, four, five. We have six different picks. So we are going to have a clear-cut so winner. This will be a, <laughs> a good matchup this week. So we're going to have a uh, – somebody's going to be up and somebody's going to be way down. So, uh, Grady, we're going to have to get you out of here. Uh, we're going to try to – we're going to get uh, Justin back on here to talk about uh, the Ohio State-Oklahoma game coming 14-10 up. 14-10 Kenner coming back on. We need you to get some sleep. Make sure you get a job. Um, you know, get get your life together. Quit – Quit sleeping on my couch, really. Okay. No promises right. on not sleeping on the couch, but note taken. Okay. Hey, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you joining Grady, us. Grady, thanks for coming yep. on, man. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. All right, Grady. Good luck in the pick'em this week, buddy. Let's keep it moving on to our next special guest. We've got Justin Kinner on the phone. Let's talk some Buckeye football. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing great. I actually just got done mowing out in the rain for a little bit, so I'm in a freaking good mood now that I'm back inside. I can imagine. I didn't get to that today myself, so congratulations to you. All right, so let's talk a little Ohio State recap uh, from Indiana last week. Justin, what was your overall impression of the game? Uh, you look at a box score and you think, wow, Ohio State just kicked ass. And I mean, they did. I'm not going to sit here and downplay it, but I mean, it was the strangest game that if you watched it in person, especially the first half, and then went and looked at the box score after, you're thinking Ohio State played like the most perfect game in the world. Uh, but that first half was brutal and hard on the eyes. I mean, Hawk, you sent me that, like, barfing face at one point during that first half because it was just brutal. Oh, I was um, screaming the whole time. I I was losing my mind. Oh, no. I mean, it was just one of those where you never felt like Ohio State was going to lose it. But then again, I kept thinking back to that Penn State game last year. And as we got further into the second quarter and closer to the half, and you and, and they were trailing still leading into the half, I'm like, you know, this is exactly how this game with Penn State felt last year. Like, no, I don't think anyone was panicking against Penn State until late in the game when everyone's looking at the clock like, holy shit, they might not do this. Uh, that's the vibe I was starting to get because the offense was not clicking at all. And apparently Lego was having the game of his life. Anything he threw up, like any of those receivers caught it, which they have a good receiving core. Lego's not a bad quarterback. But I'm, it was just a weird game. But that's the type of game you usually see in an opening game. You know, you have a lot of question marks around certain players. Um, some players stepped up. Some had bad halves. Some had great halves. At the end of the day, 49-21, uh, JT with no interceptions, a great running game. Uh, I mean, overall, just on paper, an outstanding game. Uh, I'd be more worried if this was the type of game that happened later in the year. But for a first game of the season to kick everything off, uh, you have to be happy and satisfied. Yeah, I got two takes to to go on that. First thing is I ran out of liquor in the first half, so I didn't have any for the second half to celebrate. Second thing is I'm glad I didn't bet on the first half. I bet on uh, Ohio State to cover the 20 and a half points, and I ended up covering, so I was very happy about that. Yeah, but you were you were a little nervous during that first I half. Was, I, I mean, I like I said, I ran out of liquor, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was a tough first game for them to have to play, and I 100% agree with you. I was having flashbacks to the Penn State game during that first half, too. Um, but a few bright spots, you know, shining throughout of it, and I think we're going to make some adjustments and get better as the season goes. Speaking of those bright spots, uh, J.K. Dobbins, you picked him as your offensive player, one of the offensive players to watch last week, and he shine was consistent uh, throughout an otherwise kind of sporadic Buckeye 
or offense. Um, what do what do you think about his performance, and can we expect that from him for the rest of the season? Well, it wouldn't be Ohio State football if there was not some kind of position controversy going on, right? Like, I mean, I'm just having flashbacks to the Cardale and JT thing. And we might be seeing something similar with this J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber deal whenever that comes about. Look, I had heard nothing but great things. I mean, Dobbins, Dobbins, Dobbins. That's all I was hearing out of camp and all, you know, preseason. That's all I was hearing from reporters who were covering the team down there saying just how explosive and how fast he was. And just for, he reminded me of Sproles. I guess he's not as small as Sproles, but he just, he doesn't look that big on television and watching him hit the gaps and hit the open field. Like he just has so much speed and athleticism and he hits the hole hard and fast. Um, but I tell you what, 181 yards, I think like Maurice Claret was the, held the record before for most yards in a freshman debut. Uh, and of course he just, you know, ran that, you know, passed that obviously, but 29 carries 181 yards. I think, we talked about Mike Weber last week. I think the difference with him was that it was going to be tough to replace Ezekiel Elliott because of how flashy of a player he was. Weber's not that flashy of a player. He's just kind of a, a grunt guy. He's going to get the job done. He's going to give you a thousand yards if you give him enough carries. But what Dobbins brings to the table is just that extra flair. He's that it factor. You know, when you talk Ohio State football, you're you're looking at a program that, you know, they talk a big game, but what pieces do they have to show for it? Outside of just the four and five stars on paper, you know, do they have any of those sexy, flashy players? They didn't have that last year. Right now, we're going to talk about Paris Campbell, I'm sure, here soon. Uh, but, you know, between him and Dobbins and the potential there, especially if you add Mike Weber into the mix, they have so many big time athletic players that can make plays in the open field, but they're just playmakers. They lacked that last year. They have it this year. Dobbins could be one of those. He can have two really bad games coming up and negate this entire Indiana game, but I think everything he did in that Indiana game was out of pure talent. I don't think it was just a lucky game. So we'll see what he's able to do moving forward, but I am interested to see the effect of Mike Weber coming back how what that's going to have. In fact, I have yet to see if Mike Weber will be back against Oklahoma this weekend, but I believe I heard he was. So it'll just be interesting to see how they're going to balance out the carries. Um, but I do, I mean, if Dobbins is that good, and Weber is good. You just got to go with who's better and not make it difficult. Dobbins looked great, but it was one game. You know what you get with Weber. But if that's who Dobbins is, they they can't make this difficult. Go with Dobbins. Yeah, I and that leads me to my next couple of questions. I mean, you got you got Dobbins, you got Weber. That's I love that one-two punch. Whether you know you go with the hot hand one game, uh, you know somebody might rush for two hundred yards one game, you know, and the other guy might rush for two hundred yards the next game. You got you got two good guys. Um, if Paris Campbell could catch a cold, th- this kid could yeah. be nasty. He's quick. I, I, I like Paris. I think he'll be okay. I mean, look with these younger players. That's what this week one game. And remember, there's no pre. I mean, you guys know that there's no preseason in college football. So, like, that's why week one is always the toughest. That's why I'm not never a fan of. I know fans are fans of like the the Alabama Florida State matchup, and they're fans of those big. I, I think that's the worst thing to do if you're a school is to plan a, a big time powerhouse matchup week one of the season because I think you're setting yourself up for disaster. Um, now, granted, Alabama Florida State looked great, but what I mean is. If you're Ohio State, this was actually a decent game to kind of open up with, but you kind of would have rather had your Bowling Green or Kent State or that type of game to open up with because you had so many young players that you didn't know what to expect from, like Dobbins, like Paris Campbell. Luckily, they stepped up when the lights were brightest and primetime game against a tough uh, league opponent. But at the end of the day, I think Paris Campbell is going to be okay. He, did, I mean, th- that drop in the first half, though, that was brutal. 
I, I, Hawk, I don't know what your reaction was to that, but I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings where we do our watch party, and I've never heard everyone yell the F word at the same time, but that was, I mean, it was in unison. It was pretty impressive, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think that they do have some, uh, a lot of raw talent guys this year, a lot of weapons they didn't have before, and yeah, I mean, what explosive speed out of this kid, and hopefully we'll see great things from him. I mean, yeah, and it was either we scored in four seconds, or we just looked you know, we, we went Dobbins, 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 punt. You know, that's because you have a, that's because the Buckeyes have a jackass quarterback, but that's not, that's a, uh, don't get me started. Yeah. I'm we're not going to, we're not going to, I don't, I mean, do you want to touch on the JT? I, I think we, I think we let it go another week. I think we let him go another week and then we can, we come back with you. We see, uh, see what you got to say about him because he did have 300 yards. He did play. I mean, he, he isn't going to be flashy. He isn't going to, I I doubt he's going to contend for the Heisman, but a team player getting everybody the ball. I mean, all you got to do is get these guys the ball in space and look what could happen. No, I don't. I don't even think he's in the Heisman conversation, no, quite no, frankly. No. And uh, his receivers didn't help him out in a couple of situations, but I think he also made some some bad decisions. And you'd expect a little bit more out of a veteran fifth year senior quarterback. Thank you. That's that's my biggest thing. I was just listening to the Buckeye Roundtable before this and. Um, one comment they made is, you know, what's scary about JT is that he hasn't even played his best football yet. Well, that's kind of a problem because you're kind of a senior. and We should be seeing what your best football is at this point. Like, I don't know why everyone acts like that's a good thing. That's kind of a bad thing. Like, he hasn't even played his best football yet. Okay, Jackass, well, you've already won game into the season. We kind of need to see your best football when you got Oklahoma coming up. And so. you've started for three years. I mean, that's yeah. That's my biggest frustration too with all of that. Look, he's twenty-seven and four. He's a proven winner. Don't get. I mean, I'm not taking that away from him. He could play the position, but he is not what. I mean, you hear Urban Meyer just. I mean, pukes over the. He loves the kid. I mean, just. I mean, he is an Urban Meyer guy, and I think that's been Urban's biggest problem sometimes is he doesn't know when to pull the plug on certain guys and let go. Uh, I think they got him in trouble the year that they had Cardale and JT. I don't think he knew exactly. I think he knew what to do. I don't think he wanted to do it. Uh, and I think that led to some awkward interaction. You know, Urban got bailed out by JT Barrett getting that DUI or whatever the heck he got at that one point because then he got to put Cardale back in for one more game. But right, he had an excuse. Look, bottom line is, JT's a good quarterback. He's not going to lose you games, but he's not going to win you the big games either. Look, I, I said this last week when we talked. They don't win a national championship two years ago with JT as the quarterback. They just don't. I don't care how well he played during the year. Uh, I don't care how good he looked against Michigan. They would not have beat Alabama, and they would not have beat Oregon that year. The only reason they beat Alabama is because of the big playmaking ability. Of course, Zeke helped. But the big playmaking ability with the arm of Cardale Jones, that's what beat Alabama. And that's just something that JT doesn't bring to the table. And you have to have that type of you have to have that type of capabilities. I mean, look what happened against Clemson last year. No playmaking ability. You can get away with it in the Big Ten when you got stagnant offenses like Penn State and like Wisconsin. Defensively, you can go blow for blow for them. But when you go up against a powerhouse offense like you did Clemson last year, and whoever they run into this year, JT's going to have to keep up with them. That's why this Oklahoma game that we'll talk about here shortly that's going to be a huge test for them because I'm not as I'm more nervous about the Oklahoma game this year than I was last year, and it's at the shoot. Yeah, absolutely. And let's just jump right into that. What are your predictions for the Oklahoma game this week, and what makes you nervous about it? What makes me nervous is that, for one, uh, let's see, Lego threw for 400 freaking yards, and he plays for Indiana. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he, he looked like a god. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, and he and I prom and 
Ohio State's defense too. He'll never throw for 400 yards again. I, I mean, he'll he'll never have a game like he did against Ohio State. But you know, and real quick, I know we're on Oklahoma. I will say this about Indiana: that there is, you know, Paul Keels when he was on my show last week said that out of all the opponents that Urban Meyer goes up against, Indiana is his toughest opponent that they have not lost to. And we saw that on in last Thursday. I mean, it, Indiana has just punched him in the mouth. The problem is. is for every team on Ohio State's schedule that it goes up against the Buckeyes, Ohio State's just too deep. Like, I think a lot of teams are going to be able to, you know, go toe for toe with the Buckeyes for maybe a quarter and a half, but Buckeyes are just way too deep and they wear you out. Plus, it doesn't help. They only had 17 yards rushing, if I'm not mistaken. So they didn't do themselves any favors. They looked really good. I give Lego a lot of credit. The receivers, I mean, Cobbs was outstanding. Uh, for Indiana. So they had a lot of guys that stepped up and made big plays. I mean, some of those He's catches nasty. were unbelievable, but at the end of the day, Ohio State just too deep, but we're on to Oklahoma, right? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's get to that. I, I really think that, uh, I really think that Baker Mayfield had a breakout game last week. You know, they did play UTEMP. I'm not for sure how awful they are. I didn't really get to see that game, but um, yeah, Indiana or Oklahoma, Indiana is better than UTEP. Just put it that way. UTEP, I mean, they're they are who they are. But I mean, that's a good primer game for Oklahoma. Uh, people thought Indiana would be a primer game. I knew that would not be the case. In fact, that game went exactly how I thought. But uh, that's a good opening. That that's the type of game you want in week one, in my opinion. Right. Oklahoma and UTEP, not for well, you build State your Bama. confidence. Fans you build want. your confidence. I mean, you know, oh, I know. You just you beat a team, but I I really think that Oklahoma's coming in here thinking that they can easily dominate this game um i think baker mayfield is licking his chops looking at how bad ward played how bad our dbs play yeah no i mean i mean it doesn't matter how good our defensive line is you could run screens and draws and uh you know little slants over the middle we can't guard a soul that was gonna be part of my point too don't discount what lego did and his receiving core did but also credit a lot of that to poor performance by our dbs as well i mean it was it was terribly disturbing well it was dbs but it's i've never seen such a dominant i mean i've never seen like such a fine line between defensive backs and the defensive line like usually if your defense is bad there's a lot of deficiencies but man the 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 defensive line i mean was putting pressure on lego all night long i mean i couldn't believe he got rid of the ball so fast and i can't believe there was that many receivers open for him to make that many decisions that quickly like JT can't make a damn decision and he'll have six seconds in the pocket, but this dude was completing passes and he had a second to do it. I give him a lot of credit for that, but uh, you're right. I mean, the secondary was brutal. And if Indiana can pick apart the secondary for Ohio state, what in the hell do you think Baker Mayfield's going to do? I mean, the dude uh, during the last loss for Oklahoma was against Ohio state at home. Uh, Baker Mayfield has completed, I believe, like 75% of his passes throughout that 11-game winning streak. He's dangerous on the run. They have an experienced and big-time offensive line. This is just the type of game that's really going to test the defense, but it's also going to put pressure on JT Barrett in the offense because if JT Barrett if, – if the defense does what it did against Indiana, Oklahoma is going to put up points in a hurry and quickly. And it's going to put pressure on the offense for JT Barrett to put points up on the board and quickly. Again, the Ohio State's offense is built to dominate the Big Ten. I mean, right. that's the bottom. It's going to be tough when they go up against teams like this, especially if they don't have a secondary to do it. The Buckeyes have a talented secondary, but it, you can't expect the freshmen to pick it up. And even first-year players and, and redshirt freshmen and sophomores, right. you can't expect them to just get the timing of the game so quickly. And Oklahoma's a great passing team. That's kind of being thrown out into the fire. I, I'm kind of nervous about this game, to be honest with you. I'm not that confident in the Buckeyes' chances just because of the deficiencies from last week. 
We know they're better than Oklahoma, but I think the deficiencies are going to be hard to overcome because of their slow offense and their inability to really just defend the pass. Agreed. I don't think we can get into a shootout again either. Um, We don't have the ability that we've shown so far to to be able to perform at that level and go back and forth with an offense like that. So hopefully our our defense is a little bit more effective in the secondary. Um, What's your score prediction for this week? Ohio State, Oklahoma. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the score is going to look like? All right, that's going to be. Let's see. Well, last week I thought that Ohio State was going to win. I believe I said like thirty-eight to twenty-one or something along those lines. It was semi in the ballpark. I don't remember. With Oklahoma, man, and this is one of those games that it could end up just being a defensive slugfest. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. We talk next week at seventeen fourteen or something crazy like that, but. I just think there's no way Baker Mayfield's going to be slowed down against this defense. I mean, they're they're out to prove something because this game reminds me of what it was for Ohio State last year. Like Ohio State would not have gotten into the playoff a year ago, even though they had impressive wins. But what got them into the playoff was that road win at Norman. And I think what's going to be the difference maker this year for Oklahoma is that they have a weak comp. I mean, the 12 is, is terrible this year. So this is their season-defining game. Uh, so they're going to come out just firing away. I, I think. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to say 38 to 20 or to 31 Oklahoma. I can't believe I'm doing it. Don't boo me off the show. 38, 21 Oklahoma. You're 38, 31, 38, 31, 38, 31. Well, well, that uh, leads me to my next question that I, you already answered. So I'm not, I shouldn't bet the uh, Ohio state covering the minus seven spread. Uh, I mean, Look, unless they're secondary, I mean, I, I can't be, I mean, maybe I'm being too simplistic here, but they're secondary. I find it very difficult to believe that they're going to improve drastically from one week to the next. Everyone said they improved drastically from one half to the next. That's not technically true. Indiana looked worn down in the second half. Like they gave everything they had in the first half. They were not the same team in the second. Maybe that is because of Ohio State, but uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to get blown out. I just don't think that. You know, it's going to take a lot of if they're going to put pressure on Baker Mayfield and force him to make bad plays. But the problem is, is even if they put pressure on him, like Lego is good at getting rid of the ball quickly. But Baker Mayfield's actually very good, like running yeah, away. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, get, I'm scared of I'm scared of him. I don't I, I'm I don't. not. You know, I think that uh, I think we're going to make some adjustments this week. I think it is going to be a big leap for our for our DBs to, to make those adjustments. I do agree that I think that they were tired last week and that. Uh, that Indiana was tired last week, second half, and that they didn't make that great of adjustments. But I'm sticking with uh, what I said earlier today. I think Ohio State's going to cover. I think they're going to win by two scores. I'm not that scared of Oklahoma. It's at the shoe. If it were at Oklahoma, different story. But Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a battle one way or another, and we will, uh, we're going to find out. We're going to get uh, Kinner back on the show, make sure that he uh, – realizes the mistake that he made i mean <laughs> and i'll own it that's the thing i i, I this is these are those moments where i want to be wrong like i don't want to be right i don't want to be right in this situation but and then it's great because i'm sitting here saying the uh, i said offense you know looks slow against indiana but they put 49 points upon the board that's why i said it's one of the weirdest games i've ever seen because i yeah, never seen the team I mean, look so bad but still look so perfect on paper yeah i mean like we said they covered the spread but you know you you look like dog crap. So what do you? What well, do you... when two thirds of your points were scored in the second half as well, I mean, just a very strange game. I agree with that a hundred percent. And like in the t- the taste we would have in our mouth now, I think the second half 
calmed a lot of people down. But what if it was reversed? And, you know, keep the score the same. Okay, let's say Ohio State would have scored their 36 points in the second half, or the 36 points they scored in the second half. Let's say they did that in the first and then laid an egg in the second half. Like we would have left the game still with the same score, but the horrible second half. I think people would still be panicking right now. I don't know why people, and people like to do that all the time with JT where you know, he's inconsistent, but then he'll play really well. And people say, Oh, all the haters are full of crap. But then when he plays bad, they just say, well, look at all the records he's broken. I'm like, look, no one's saying he's a bad quarterback, but I think you can't sit here and say, Oh, I, I stay, talk about how dominating they are and talk about how great they are at every position, but then settle for less than great quarterback play at times. Like, especially when he overthrows receivers, that's when I really just want to throw my drink at the television. Cause that's when I get the most frustrated. Well, don't do that. Don't I mean, do I still that. picture don't Clemson game. There was a couple of touchdowns left on the table that were overthrown. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, like you said earlier, uh, we, we can't continue to wait for him to play his best football. Fifth year senior. <laughs> come on. It's time for you to step up JT. Time is now. Well, I'm, I'm still betting the uh, Ohio state to cover. So, I mean, they probably are going to win, but it's just there's something about this game where I try not to. I mean, we said this last week. I I try not to have my Buckeye fan cap on. I try to look at it as if I wasn't a fan of these teams, how would I break it down? And I'm looking at Oklahoma as just yeah. having a yeah. clear advantage yeah. there. But You're to go back to your the... point about JT real quick, you know, we did our pregame show last Thursday uh, night, leading obviously into the game. That's why it's a pregame show. But you know, my co-host, he kept bringing up like, well, JT, this has to happen. The offensive line has to do this and the play calling has to do this. But we spent a lot of time talking about the question marks for the other young players. I said, look, on a team like this, if you have a fifth year quarterback, that that much should not have to go right for something good to happen. Right. Like Baker Mayfield plays on bad team last year, an average team last year with a, not a good offensive line and was a Heisman candidate when it was all said and done. He's a playmaker. You put Baker Mayfield in Ohio State, they're the they're national champion favorites, and I wouldn't even doubt them in any single game the rest of the way. And JT's yep. not that bad. Again, that's the difference is you flip quarterbacks here, you don't even give Oklahoma a chance. Right. And Ohio State wins easily. But with the quarterbacks on each respective team right now, Baker Mayfield's giving Oklahoma that chance, and I think that's the difference maker. 100% yeah. agree. 100% agree. We, wow. we will see. We'll get the – Get the nervousness out of the way. I'm just ready to see a good football game. So I'm ready. We'll too. see you come Saturday night. Oh, we're definitely going to pregame. I'll get a hold of you. We'll get you back <laughs> on next week. And uh, hopefully you're wrong. Um, it's it's definitely been a pleasure. Keep it going. Um, who are you calling this Friday? Uh, who do we have? Uh, Pickerington North uh, at Centerville. Pickerington North going to be the state champs. I'm betting it on. Uh, I'm betting it online right now. Well, see, they, and then for that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Eulery or Eulery is that Centerville's coaches, and he played for the Buckeyes back in 2002 or something like that. Brent Eulery or whatever. I don't know. Okay. But bottom line is, they have a good young coach, too, that just took over that program. I should probably start taking my notes for that game on Friday. I, I would say you need to lay off the beers tonight and start focusing on your job. We already talked to uh, <laughs> our other guest, Grady. We told him, he said he had two job interviews. We told him to lay off the booze and geez and get a job. Quit sleeping on our couches. Stop, don't live in a van down by the river. That's where exactly. I'm Exactly. <laughs> yes. I appreciate it. Justin, we're going to get you out of here. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, man. Take care. Yep. See you. Go Bucks. All right. Let's just continue. Appreciate Justin joining us. Uh, always good to talk to him about Buckeye football. 
We got to get out of here on this. Would you rather? Would we you got, rather? Here I mean, we go. I got a doozy for Scott. And Great. I don't think is it better it. than last week? It's definitely better than last oh, week. Oh, God. I don't even want to answer it. Yeah. I'm playing um, the fifth. And I'm going to, I have to go first this weekend or this week. Uh, so here we go. I hate it. All right. Scott, would you rather give a five minute presentation at your family Thanksgiving over the birds and the bees? Or take one punch directly in the face from Conor McGregor. Ooh. You know, you got to talk about the birds and bees. And I'm talking, I'm talking full presentation. You need a graph. You need a pie chart. You need a lot of things. Presentation, five minutes. That's actually not that hard. You would give a five minute? I would give the five minute presentation, 100%. In front of your grandpa? <laughs> yeah. I, you see, grandpa wouldn't... Uh... I don't, I don't think Grandpa would care anymore. Grandpa's sense of humor. That's the thing. You don't understand. Well, now my would you rather suck. <laughs> I, so it depends on, on which, which parts of the family are there. Because most of the time, my Thanksgiving is with my immediate family. I, I wouldn't have any problems giving in front of my immediate family because my, my parents generally have the mentality uh, and sense of humor of like 13-year-olds most of the time. Yep. So that I would not have a problem with. My grandpa, I would not have a problem with uh, doing that in front of. He would probably think it was hilarious and make some side comments. However, my mom's sisters, that is a different story. Uh, they're, they're great ladies, great Christian women, great individuals. That would be a little awkward if we were, if we were talking all the extended family. But nevertheless, I do not want to take a punch from Conor McGregor in the face. So in any case... I am still going to give the presentation. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm still going to do it. I'm as well. I would as well do the presentation. I mean, I would probably not make it through due to uh, laughing because my family would be laughing at me. Exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) So that is the case. I would definitely do that. I mean, I'm not taking a punch from Conor McGregor, but, you know, I thought it might pull on the heartstrings. It just didn't. I you know, nope. I got to come back better ready. Fail. And sure. hey, that is the first time so far in history that we have agreed on a would you rather. You realize yeah. that? That's the first Make time we've agreed time. on a lot. It... <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Barry, your would you rather for this week mm. is would you rather trade places with your wife or trade places with your dog? And by dog, I mean Bronx, not Bentley. Hmm. Oh my, that is a great question. Well, I'm not going to I I would really like to trade places with my wife for, you know, just see how that felt, but <laughs> but um I I'm going to have to go with my dog. There's nothing better than getting food, getting treats, uh laying on the bed, you know. What's the worst that the worst thing that he does all day is lay in the cage? But I'm going to have to go with the dog because I'm lazy and I, uh, you know, I, I got to go with the dog. I think a dog's lifestyle would suit you for sure. I uh, mean, honestly, like a a snake or... A snake? Yeah, I could be a snake. <laughs> you want to be a snake? Like, now I'm... we're talking about what kind of animal do you want to be? <laughs> I mean, if I was going to be any animal, I'd be a shark because, you know, you're in the water. Wait, okay. Yeah, elaborate on this. I, I I don't I don't care. About Everybody the fears you. Anymore. Who's the what's who could kill you? 
uh, a whale. That's it. What? Uh, what a shark. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You can get caught on a boat and get tagged and thrown back in the water. No, I mean, there are uh, other. You get eaten by a bigger shark. What kind I'm, of shark? Are you I'm taking eat? the dog. You're taking. You're taking the dog, and you would be a shark, given any animal. Yeah, I'd okay. Be like a, I'd be a predator with the shark, and I'd be a, you know, a, I'd love to play, probably play ball. You know, I might be in better shape. As a shark or a dog, you're gonna play ball. Uh, dog. Just, you never know. Sharks could checking. play ball. They could be trained. You I, just you, the human life just isn't out there throwing the ball on the ocean floor. <laughs> I don't know. Come on. <laughs> I feel like I've had too many beers for this podcast. I, we I, are at the end, and I've had enough. This has gone downhill. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, well, we, we've gone way downhill. I, so I guess I have to answer the question. I uh, currently do not have a dog. We have two cats. Uh, against their her cats, not my cats. Dude, we I'd become a, a cat soon. any day. Let's talk about that quick. You could poop in the house. I, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if, if we're if we're going by the animals that we have, I would be. Uh, I, yeah, I think I would be a cat. Dude, dogs got to go out in the rain. I got to let my dogs out in the rain. That means I got to go out when it's like hailing. That's true. And then I got to go outside and I take might a add, dump. These cats are spoiled. Beyond belief, because my fiance just loves these cats to death, and I I, I feel like they. So do you? Well, no. <laughs> I love the one cat. The other cat and I are uh, are mortal enemies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so I I hear what you're saying. The thing that I would not want to deal with is a childbirth, and b monthly visits i just would not want to deal with those i didn't think we were permanently changing i thought this was like a day or something Uh, no no, let's say you'd have to at least do a month because you'd at least have to well then i'm not picking the month when i'm giving birth well no a whole month for the lady time you'd you'd have to no i'm not you'd have to experience that too all right that's why i'm a dog right I'm a that's dog. why I, that's yeah, a hundred percent agree. We, we need more dogs. You, we agreed on two would you rather tonight. How about that? Yeah. I mean I mean we're two for two, but I've had enough. I have had enough. You've had you? enough. You're gonna I, I, you're gonna go pretend you're a shark and play ball with your dog. I, don't I gotta know. go. My <laughs> wife is gonna kill me. She's my ride home. I've had too many beers. Uh honestly, subscribe to us. On uh, we're on iTunes, we are on Google Play. You know, follow us on Twitter. Follow our boy Grady Goodacoons on Twitter at aaf underscore goodies at aaf underscore goodies. Follow us on Twitter at after a few pod, and then uh, on iTunes after a few podcasts, just type us in, subscribe, give us a give us a nice rating. Uh, we love to hear from you. You know, we love the support, and we're just gonna keep banging these babies out. I don't. I don't care if you uh, if you guys like it or not. We're but. throwing bangers out, guys. Thanks yeah. for listening. We appreciate you. We bangers gotta go. Yep. Peace.